Hey everyone, welcome to the Oregon Libertarian Podcast. I'm Will Hobson. Uh, I'm being joined by Peter. Uh, thanks for coming, Peter. We're going to go over kind of a recap of the 2023 LPO convention, how it went, how we feel about it. Uh, any highlights? And uh, yeah. Um, how did you, how do you feel it went, Peter, having been to the uh, 2021 uh, convention? How would you compare it? I think it went great. I mean, the 2021 convention was my first LPO convention. I know we tried really hard to make quorum, did a lot of work on the back end, just making sure people were there. So I feel really good about having our second successful convention in a row. Um, got a really good bylaws passed, really excited about being able to support nonpartisan candidates for things like sheriff and school board. Had great speakers, really happy to have uh, Karen and Harlos there and Mike Termot. And yeah, really nothing to complain about. And, and for people that don't know, uh, Mike Termot is right now, I, I would say he's kind of the front runner of announced uh, presidential candidates in the Libertarian Party nationally. Uh, and he did fly out here with, uh, I assume, his, I believe it was his campaign manager and had a table and did a nice long talk. Um, so we appreciated his, uh, his involvement, his, his, uh, donation for, uh, to be allowed to table at the convention, which helps support our party. And, uh, yeah, you know, adding a lot of, uh, value to coming out. That was great. And, um, the other person you mentioned, Karen Ann Harlos, for people that don't know, she is the, uh, secretary of the National Libertarian Party and graciously offered to be our convention secretary. Um, and really there's probably not anyone better at being uh, a convention secretary than Karen Ann. So uh, we were, it was great to have her out there and um, have her talk to some of our members. Although everything was kind of hectic and uh, very, it was, uh, there wasn't a lot of downtime. We, we kept a really brisk pace throughout the day of uh, talks and panels and bylaws. Uh, we, you know, uh, a newer member uh, who uh, kind of wrote up a little bit of a um, of a takeaway from our, our convention did I I think give us a pretty fair criticism saying that we should you know uh, relax a little more <laughs> maybe have a little bit more downtime a little bit more time for talking and networking and uh, uh, I felt like that was I felt like that was a fair criticism uh, we could probably relax a little bit more. We were, I mean, we even had panels going while we were all trying to eat. So lunch. So I definitely would have liked a little bit more time to network. I know like I really want to talk to Travis. I hadn't seen him in person in a really long time and wanted to chat. I was happy to have the dinner afterwards, but yeah, there were definitely some people I wanted to talk to a little bit more, but a lot of hush chats going around in the background, trying to not interfere with business happening. But I guess the other highlight that I was really kind of happy about it is it really wasn't that contentious of a convention. I mean, I think our last convention was a lot more contentious on the stuff we're trying to pass. And like, even the certain points where we had some disagreement, like I was able to just walk over to the people afterwards, be like, Hey, hope no hard feelings. And we disagreed on that, but really excited and where we're going as a party and everybody was very cordial about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. We got there uh, pretty early. It was like, uh, some me and Marion got there at like six and we're, we're doing setup for a while. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a good little venue. We had our uh, convention at, um, 
Sean Gardner dancing and big shout out to Sean Gardner dancing and Tiger for, uh, I guess they did a lot. Uh, they hosted a lot of, uh, free Oregon's, uh, events and like medical freedom events throughout the pandemic and they stayed open pretty courageously. Um, so they're definitely a venue we would like to maybe use in, again in the future if the need, if need be, but, uh, yeah, very appreciative of that. So we wanted to, um, have yeah have our have our events at places like that um we uh yeah we we did bylaws in the morning we reached quorum um so i think just a little bit after nine o'clock um and we had uh, i think about i don't know what the uh absolute high was i'd have to ask uh pablo who was kind of doing credentialing he was our credentialing zoom lead um but i think we we got around 55 plus delegates there at least um, and then we had some observers and some, a lot of different organizations, um, also came out. We have a bunch of pictures up at, um, on our social media, either on Facebook, Libertarian Party of Oregon, Facebook, or if you go to L at LP Oregon on Twitter, we have a bunch of, uh, photos posted, but, um, yeah, we had, um, set Oregon free. We had the, uh, the Mises caucus state, uh, so these are the different tabled organizations we had there. We had a, a table for Set Oregon Free, for the Mises Caucus, for the Western Liberty Network, which is Richard Burke's uh, thing. Um, the really great candidate tr training. Uh, Equal Vote Coalition was uh, Annie's uh, table. Uh, Mike Termat had a table. Citizens for Greater Idaho. So yeah, the Greater Idaho movement came out. And they participated in some panels, and it was great. And we also had the children children's health defense uh uh oregon chapter came out so thank you to kathy small and uh for coming out and doing that as well um so yeah i feel like we're we're, we're doing a really good job of bringing uh we're starting to bring other cool uh outside groups and uh political groups and organizations together and coalitions and um uh when uh, angela uh, we, we also piped in Angela over the, over zoom to talk to the, uh, convention. And she talked about a lot about how she'd like to see the different, uh, you know, state affiliates like ours, uh, start doing more coalition work here in Oregon. So, um, yeah, I think we, we, we showed that we could get a lot done, you know, as a party, we were capable of putting on pretty relatively complex events and, having a full day of, you know, stuff to do. So, uh, yeah, well, yeah, maybe we could, uh, work next time on, on trying to break up the, all, all the uh, stuff that we want to do, but I, I was really impressed that we were, everything came together. So, uh, so well, so seamlessly we had uh, really good volunteers like, like yourself and, um, like, uh, Bradley and, um, uh, Michelle Bird, we, uh, Shira Newman, um, we had, uh, Annie, Pablo, uh, Mary, um, sorry, I'm probably spacing out on a couple of them right now. Uh, I want to make sure I got, get everyone. Usually I think that was, that was pretty close. I think I'm missing one or two people. You had a, you had a good list on Twitter. As I say, uh, don't leave Other. out, uh, as far as the people that the organizations that were there, we can't leave out the Oregon Liberty Network. Uh, Sonia Vintash yeah. was there in a yes. solid force. Great panel bringing org agorism to the uh, Libertarian Party of Oregon. 
and also can't leave out from Angela's talk. A great shout out to you, Will, who uh, was one of the, basically the reasons why the rage against the war machine happened. So um, (laughs) solid work there, sir. Well, I did try really hard, I guess. So, but yeah, Uh, it was a lot of different people, but yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, a fun day. Uh, Yeah. I wanted to say uh, Gunner Power did a really good job on trying to uh, organize all of our, um, uh, all, all of our disparate like sound and video. We had a we had a streaming uh, uh, going. I think we had a we had the stream going on to our YouTube, so we we caught the whole convention on it. Uh, he he was very instrumental in getting a lot of different things done, including our projector, and, and um, yeah, so uh, and, and getting everything set up, you know, quick uh, hardware wise. Uh, we also, I want to shout out to Marion Skinner, who, uh, was with me there early in the morning, getting stuff set up, Leon Noble for, you know, helping provide for like lunch and, uh, Nicholas Kaltenbach for doing pictures. I haven't seen him yet, but I'm, I, sh- I assume they're great. Uh, Taylor Ricky for helping, uh, as well. And Willie Johnson, uh, for both of them kind of ran the, you and you ran the, uh, Mises table while I was running around. So um, I didn't get to hear too much of the the panels because I was busy uh, talking with people and like uh, putting out little fires. But um, they, the, the parts that I caught seemed really good. They seemed like they were really good discussions. Sure. Well, I could talk on that if you want. I was there for sure. both of the panels. Um, Leon Noble from Said Oregon Free did the candidates panel. Just kind of a recap on like four different candidates for the last uh election cycle and kind of their experiences and um, was really happy to hear from Eric Pinnell and Travis West. And I guess, sorry, I have to remind me who the other two folks were, but um, yeah, a lot of really good just information on what it's like to run as a libertarian candidate in Oregon. And uh, the second panel we had uh, Sonia from Oregon Liberty Network talking about agorism and just disconnecting from the system and, uh, growing your own food or having like local economies that are separate from the actual economy. And uh, I know I'm going to be talking to her soon and her family at Helios Farms to get some more uh, grass-fed beef and chickens and raw milk and everything great. They even have their own cryptocurrency called MoolaCoin that they're working on. So really excited to talk to them about, uh, I think it's a Bitcoin fork, but I want to know more about that. Uh, Obviously, the Greater Idol Movement was really happy to have them there. I didn't really like his answer to my question about marijuana, how I won't become a criminal overnight, but um, it'll maybe be, it'll take a while. So I guess I'm not moving to Idaho anytime soon, but definitely support um, Eastern Oregon's uh, idea of wanting to not be part of Western Oregon anymore. Sympathize with that. And of course, like the the school choice movement, I forget the woman's name, but she was great and was really happy to have her there. I mean, school choice is like one of my top issues that I really want to focus on as the new chair of the public policy board. Um, Just trying to figure out how we can really just replicate what Corey DeAngelis has been doing all over the country, just making waves in the school choice movement. Just, uh, I don't know, take your kids out of public schools. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, yeah, as far as yeah, Great Idaho Movement goes, it, it, right now it's very conservative slash Republican heavy, and it, it that that's in their branding. That you know the Great Idaho, you know, 
you know, I guess like the borders are all in red, symbolizing, you know, a Republican, you know, led state. So uh, it would be interesting to see what would happen if like libertarians started helping out or got, got getting involved, how they would like change their branding or their, you know, maybe some of their, you know, issues, maybe they'd go a little soft on, you know, marijuana or something. <laughs> If, the, if they, they got the prerequisite and necessary people to like hop on board it. So, uh, but yeah, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was really cool. I think that there's a lot of, um, really interesting things we could do there with that. And, um, you know, you were also in the previous election, you were made the, uh, uh, chair of the, uh, public policy board. So, you're going to be cheering that now, Peter. And uh, is there anything coming down the pipe uh, for the public policy board that you want to see uh, get done? I know you guys have a big, um, uh, sorry, I'm momentarily blanking out, a big platform now that you guys want to kind of go through and approve. Uh, how, how do you see that going down? Yeah, so I think that's the primary thing we're focused on right now, just because uh, we really want to unleash the social media Y'all have probably been seeing that the Libertarian Party of Oregon is actually posting things on Twitter, which is great to see, and Instagram as well. So once we can lock in that platform, it's really going to allow us just to speak on like issues and bills in Oregon, like kind of as they're arising, and we can just like reference our platform and say yes, um, that falls in our platform, so we can speak on this. And I guess the other main thing that we're excited about is just trying to streamline um, our system might be complicated a little bit by the bylaws proposal that we have to accept Robert's rules. So I'm planning on reaching out to Richard Burke and trying to figure out, okay, how can we both follow Robert's rules and try to pass things like out of session? So um, that's going to be interesting, but either way, really want to have like a fast acting public policy board, I guess, public policy council, I guess, if that bylaws proposal passes uh, just to be able to react quickly to issues because I understand that it is kind of a slow moving process. Uh, I'm really happy to have um, Matt Rao on the, uh, as, as vice chair, he has a ton of experience um, in the libertarian party and just in politics in general has a great uh, politics uh, campaign consulting firm that I'm blanking on the name of it now, but We'll let you all know soon and just really happy to keep Sonia on as secretary. She's just a great spokesperson for like all things libertarian. Um, she was just on a, a podcast with uh, Dr. Uh, Paul Thomas talking about um, just health freedom and food freedom and all of that. So just want to keep her front and center as much as possible. Yeah, that podcast is called With the Wind, if you're if you're looking for it on uh your podcatcher app. So oh yeah, with Paul Thomas. Um yeah, Roberts is going to be uh you know, I mean it's not in place yet because it has to be ratified. We didn't have enough delegates at the convention to just Im immediately auto ratify things. You actually have to have uh half of a percent of the total uh, Libertarian Party uh, of Oregon's uh, active registered voters. So um, <laughs> uh, we only had a quarter, so uh, we can propose things to a, the body at large, but we can't immediately ratify them. So that's kind of a, maybe a good thing. I don't think 
everyone understands the full uh, consequences of enacting Roberts and what that means. So we might want to have a talk about it as a party first before we go immediately right into it. We might want to build up some knowledge and some people who are skilled in it first. But um, but yeah, yeah, there was uh, yeah, there was a lot of uh, good things uh, in the bylaws there, though, that I am just definitely glad to see. Yeah, like you said, the earlier that local elections are now going to be approved so we can, you know, do some really fun things with the changing up a little bit of our strategy uh, going after uh, local elections. If that 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 does, that does pass, I think that's a, a, an interesting political niche for us to fill. And uh, yeah. I, I will say, um, yeah, look what? on that um, for nonpartisan races, uh, look forward to me running for a Clackamas County school board in Ooh. the next election on a campaign to close the public schools to protect the children. I look forward to that. That sounds lots of like a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Putting up sheriffs, I think would also, will also be really interesting. Um, uh, I, I guess I won't beat around the bush anymore um, and let you guys know that I, I was elected the chair of the Libertarian party of Oregon. And I, so I, I will preface that, my, I, I do have to start every episode now uh, making people know that my opinions are not that of, you know, necessarily reflective of that of the Libertarian Party of Oregon. Since I'm the chair now, I need to probably be a little bit more responsible with how I word things. Um, I, uh, I, I guess I, I didn't really get to give any kind of a speech or anything to the party. Uh, I was, well during the convention I was running on like two and a half hours of sleep. I was doing prep all through the, like the night before the convention. Uh, I had also been like, I hosted a party on Friday night for like for fundraising. And I, and I did like a Liberty hike where nature walk on, on Saturday where I was like teaching like little mini classes and like, you know, Twalton Hills park and uh, on like foraging and um, you know, gold and silver and stuff. And, and, and so when I got to Sunday, I was, I was beat, but, um, I guess I'll just like to say, uh, as the new chair of the Libertarian party of Oregon, uh, I really look forward to leading the party for the next two years in a, in some new directions, um, coming up with new systems to make us more efficient, to raise money, just kind of get, um, kind of get, uh, the plates spinning all at once that really need to get spinning to like, you know, wind us up for a really uh, productive 2024. So we can do it. So we can really bring in a lot of new members and really help form state affiliates. We've got our work cut out for us. Um, we, you know, our, you know, Peter remembers, you know, us coming in uh, to the uh, board positions in 2020, not because we were elected, but because so many members were quitting, uh, so many members of the board were retiring or quitting that uh, if we hadn't all like rushed in in a very short time frame, the it really seemed like the leadership structure of the party was going to pretty much collapse. I, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but was that your, your kind of read on the situation back in 2020, the end of 2020? Yeah, it was a weird situation, you know, um, like not just the onset of COVID because I guess it started before that, but there was kind of a divergence starting to happen, I guess, even before the Mises caucus started. Um, 
I'm not going to say moving in because like they, they wanted us there. I mean, they needed help. So interesting. I know obviously we can't just speak for the Mises caucus, but in a lot of other States, um, Mises caucus just felt that they needed to come in and try to like kind of change things because they were upset with the leadership. It was not really the situation that we were in. Um, we had a lot of really great people that did a lot of hard work in Oregon and it was definitely not, any type of like hostile takeover. Uh, we just wanted to help. And then, I mean, we basically kind of had some disagreements with some people kind of as time went on and some of us parted ways, but yeah, I mean, it was uh, kind of a weird situation there in 2020. And uh, I, I think I agree that if you, myself and a couple other people hadn't really jumped in and especially tried to organize that 2021 convention, it might not have made quorum that time. And I guess, uh, yeah, exciting times for the Libertarian Party of Oregon going forward. Agree that uh, we definitely need to change some things and make some things more efficient, especially regarding campaigns and what we focus on. But I, if as long as we have support of the people here in Oregon, I know it will be successful. And we're always willing to listen to, to anyone and take anyone's opinion because, I mean, I know myself, I'm – pretty new to politics, uh, didn't really want to be involved in politics until 2019, was an anarchist, but I, I knew that the Libertarian Party was the only vehicle in order to really like make change here in Oregon in the long term. And we just have to be strategic about how we use those resources and what we support and who we support and how we do it. So there's a lot of great things we can do. So very excited about that. Well said, Peter. I not a word that I disagree with in all of that. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, the future is bright, or at least there's potential. Uh, and um, we definitely, you know, I'm not going to go anywhere. Uh, I'm committing myself to being a part of this party for many years to come, whether I'm, I'm the leader or not. Um, I, I, I guess isn't too much doesn't mind I, I don't mind too much you know obviously if there's someone better that comes along that i think can do a really good job i'd get out of the way um uh, but i you know only nine people uh applied to be mem board members of the libertarian party of oregon uh, and there are only nine board seats so exactly as many uh people wanted it as there were available positions and you know honestly i would really like there to be more than nine I, i'd like there to be a bunch of people that really want to uh be on the board and are really that, that there's so much value in being a member of the libertarian party of oregon being on being a leader that multiple people want to to lead it and you know that means there's something to value there so i i want to over the next two years provide that value uh infuse it in the libertarian party of oregon and i i really want to commit to this and i i'm i'm hoping i'm going to try to be pretty much a full-time chair in uh 2024 uh, and make sure that we're firing on all cylinders in 2024 so we can get maximum growth so uh, i'm going to be looking into ways that i can do that uh, and I look forward to sharing them in the future. But uh, yeah, I also never really saw myself in politics. But honestly, after the last couple of years and considering all of the things that are happening in foreign policy and domestically, uh, I don't feel like I can sit on the sidelines anymore. So 
Um, and I, I want to use this LPO as a giant bullhorn messaging tool to like let other people know saying like, Hey, um, I'm like you let, let's change stuff. Um, and let's, let's work together through this, through this organization. Sure. I guess I would just add on that. I think that people in Oregon, like during 2020, 2021, really just wanted to hear. Um, and I guess I can say this because the, the LPO like passed this resolution in 2021, people that took a strong stance against the COVID lockdowns and COVID mandates and mass mandates. And, uh, and now I guess, um, since the public policy board has stated this, people are taking a strong stance against like the war, things like the war in Ukraine. And I think we really need to animate our base, not be afraid to say like things that are true, like according to libertarian principle. And at the same time, um, rely on just because some of us are new in politics, the people that have more experience uh, for advice and do the right way to do things. People like Matt Rao, people like Richard Burke, like people like, of course, our former chair, Timothy Perkins, has been involved for a very long time. So all these people are very close to us, and uh, we need to lean on them for any like advice that we need or just general direction. So, Yeah, 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 and, and that is the thing. Timothy's not going anywhere. He's going to stick around uh, and uh, give us some advice and, uh, you know, make our transition all the easier. So. But uh, yeah, I definitely have some fun ideas that I'll, I'll, I'll like to share in the future of thing where uh, things I think that can help uh, uh, shortcut us to the next, uh, you know, rung on the ladder as far as like growing as a party and growing as a political movement. So um, yeah, we will have fun things to talk about in the future. But just want to give you guys kind of a wrap up. Yeah, it was a, a successful convention. Uh, it was well attended. We reached quorum. We got uh, business done. Uh, we had uh, a lot more organizations join us that we had like, I think two tables last convention, this table, this time we had about a nine uh, or so, um, a lot of, and a lot, very big organizations too. Um, and we, we had some really cool in-person guest speakers. So it was all very good. So, um, I guess we're going to do them once a year now, maybe <laughs> just, a little terrifying because it's a lot of work. But. Yeah, a little worried about that, but I'm sure we'll make it work. Um, I wish that first convention wasn't next year, but I guess at the same time, there's going to be a lot of energy in 2024 about around the presidential campaign, so I don't think we're going to have any issues meeting quorum. Yes, and uh, we, we are considering, I think some of us are considering uh, allowing for um, – voting to take place for at, at that convention for for delegates that want to go to national so we'll, we'll see if the if that is the the will of the libertarian party of oregon board um it would be nice to have it be more of an open competition so um i i think uh, people would appreciate that and a, a chance to influence who gets to be the our presidential nominee at national next uh, next year so uh, yeah, yeah. More on that later. Um, any uh, parting thoughts, Peter? Um... No, I think we hit everything. Um, I guess just uh, I guess thank you, everybody that attended, everybody that volunteered. Uh, really excited about how the next uh, year is going to go for us. Um, like I already said, like our kind of things we're focusing on for the public policy board, uh, anything that the board is really focused on. Um, 
for the next couple months, Will? You want to part with? Yeah, I, I just want to say really quickly, I, I definitely want to have booze at the next one. So we, we didn't have enough time to get the liquor license together for this one, but we'll, we'll definitely have some alcohol. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the board uh, is probably going to be, I'm probably, our first board meeting is going to be on the uh, uh, 14th. And we're definitely going to be uh, looking at um, getting people and uh, different board members and uh, in, in the different committees and get them working. I really want to get the campaigns committee meeting regularly, the um, fundraising committee meeting uh, regularly, the, the uh, affiliate committee meeting regularly, uh, along with the IT committee meeting, which Pablo is doing a really great job. So we'll, we'll all get that together. Oh, and I want to say Pablo got elected as the vice chair. So Pablo will now be the vice chair of the Libertarian Party of Oregon. And uh, yeah, and we'll, uh, Travis West, who's also been on the podcast, will be the tre uh, treasurer, and Nicholas Kaltenbach, who is our convention photographer, uh, will be our treasurer. So yeah, and we, we've got a good group of people. So anyway, uh, we're going to uh, wrap this up here so Peter can uh, get out. I think he's got a hard out here but uh thanks so much for joining me peter and uh yeah we'll we'll talk more soon cheers cheers <laughs>